0: My name is Neil Irwitz. I'm the Director of External Relations here at the Center for a New American Security. And we're here today with Julianne Smith, who directs uh, our Strategy and Statecraft program and is the author of a new CNAS report, The Future of U.S.-Russia Relations. Julie, thanks. Thank you. So let's start with the basics. Um, In the paper, you argue that the next administration's priority should be to resist and deter Russian efforts to undermine the post-Cold War security uh, order in Europe and elsewhere. Uh, How is Russia trying to undermine the security order, and why is it in the U.S. best interest to, to stop Russia?
1: The Russians are using an array of tactics to undermine the post-war security order. They are using things like energy coercion, they are issuing cyber attacks, they are creating strategic communications plans that essentially foment discord among Russian minorities in countries in Europe, such as the Baltic states. Their military also tends to fly into European airspace on occasion. They send jets with their transponders off. Their submarines show up in unexpected corners of the Baltic Sea uh, and elsewhere. And the reason they're doing all of this is they essentially want to slowly chip away at this order that we've worked so hard with our European allies to build. It's an order that's made up of a variety of institutions, institutions like the NATO alliance, the United Nations, the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe. There are a whole host of organizations that we created in the aftermath of World War II to protect U.S. interests, protect our allies, and promote and protect our values around the world. What Russia wants to do is undermine the credibility of these institutions. They want to weaken these institutions. And they essentially want to divide the United States from Europe in any way they can.
0: So that's very compelling. Um, But in the report, you also argue that the next administration needs to keep an open mind when opportunities for cooperation arise. Uh, What opportunities do you see in the future?
1: Well, the reality is, whether we like it or not, Russia is an important player in a number of national security challenges that the United States faces around the world. And as we've already seen during Obama's tenure, It was in the United States, for example, to cooperate with the Russians on the Iranian nuclear deal. They were a key part of that, and Mm -hmm. it was important for us to ensure that we had all worked together with Europeans as well to impose a very strict sanctions regime. Uh, against the Iranians to try and get them to the negotiating table. There are other cases, Syria is another case in point, where the Russians are clearly on the ground, supporting the Assad regime, and now cooperating with one of our closest allies, the Turks, in brokering a ceasefire agreement. And so it is important that we avoid scenarios where we completely turn out the lights it's very important for us to identify opportunities like Syria, like Iran, or climate change, or global health pandemics, where we can maintain open channels of communications with our partners, in some cases, uh, in Moscow.
0: So the president-elect has expressed a very clear admiration for Putin. Um, Assuming the president-elect does focus on improving relations with Russia. What risks is the administration taking in doing so? And what potential gains are there for the US?
1: Well, we've had two resets so far. We had George W. Bush when he was president. You may recall he looked into the soul of President Putin at the time and felt like this was a guy that he could deal with and that he could find some common ground and work in a very positive manner with the Russians. As it turns out, that wasn't the case. Uh, Putin turned out to be an ally in some cases. He uh, helped in some of the counterterrorism policies that we're pursuing at the time. But we had a lot of friction in the relationship. And Putin showed himself to be someone that we really couldn't trust at the end of the day. Uh, Now, President Obama came into office and wanted to try his own reset, this time with President Medvedev. And they made a few inroads in the relationship, some important ones. New START, a major arms control agreement, uh, and they found other ways to cooperate. But once Putin returned to power in 2012, I think we found... Uh, the same old Putin to be uh, in power. And that was someone that gives you his word and then changes his mind overnight, turns out to be someone who's uh, undermining US allies and US interests and US institutions. Uh, And now the question is for the Trump administration, do they want to try a reset 3.0? I think we're seeing by the statements to date that Trump does have an interest in doing that. The risks associated with doing that is that we will learn the same lesson for the third time and that is that Putin will show up in meetings and say all the right things and promise us the moon and in the meantime be pursuing all sorts of acts of intimidation in his neighborhood and beyond that are essentially countering U.S. interests. And so I think the Trump administration should proceed with caution. They should not trade anything until they can verify that Putin is changing his behavior. I would maintain the very uh, robust defense and deterrence posture we are maintaining in Europe. Uh, And I would be very careful about lifting sanctions until we know and have evidence that Putin's motivated to change course on some of these policies, particularly vis-a-vis Ukraine.
0: That's... uh Terrific, and thank you for the overview, um, and thank you for your insight. Uh, You can find the new report by Julianne Smith, The Future of U.S.-Russia Relations, at www.cnas.org.